At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Thursday morning, too. It is a numbers game at VSEN, the Sports Betting Network, VSEN.com, the VSEN app, Fubo Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It is Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay back in the fold this morning over his, uh, his ailment, which we uh, are told is COVID negative. So it's not that. You okay, Jeffrey? You good this morning? I'm here. He's here. I'm here. All right. I'm better than I was two days ago, so that's that's a start. We're happy to have you back. Brian Ortega filled your shoes very nicely. Um, we appreciate Brian being here. On the show today, Crack, of course, Bill Krakenberger, hour number two, unscripted with the Crack Man. Will Hill will join us. Uh, the first half hour is all about the NBA draft. Drew Dinsick will join us momentarily. Adam Stanko standing by um, from 24-7 Sports. And just to you know, give you the headlines from overnight, once again, I was here on Monday giving an impassioned speech as to why I thought the Magic really have every reason to draft Paolo Boncaro. But from a betting perspective anyway, I thought betting Boncaro anywhere from between 9 to 12 to 1, which is what his number was to go first Monday morning, why I thought that was a tremendous bet and why I made the bet. And Boncaro dipped all the way into about like plus 175. And then, then it started going the other direction again. And yesterday at this time, Jabari Smith was back to about a $3 favorite. Last night, he got all the way to about a $6 favorite in some spots. 
And then the steam came on Boncaro heavy overnight to the point where Boncaro this morning when I woke up was a favorite, minus 190 in some spots at DraftKings, minus 190. And then Woj with the bomb that it has never been more firm. Here it is. As teams as team boards finalized today, the one, two, three of the NBA draft is increasingly firm per sources. Jabari Smith to Orlando, Chet Holmgren to Oklahoma City, and Paolo Boncaro to Houston. Notice he didn't put uh well, he did at the top, one, two, three, right? Does that give him wiggle room if there's a trade? I don't know. The point is, when Woj had that bomb this morning, the odds went back in the other direction to the point where they were taken off the board, even at DraftKings, after the move where Jabari became the favorite again, and even the holdout offshores now, all off the board. Nowhere can you find this. Everything else at DraftKings is up, by the way or at any other shop that has uh, NBA draft props. But this one is off. So in the end, who knows? As I said Monday, I don't know anything. I'm just giving you why I think it's a good bet. Let's bring in Adam Stenko from 24-7 Sports, uh, who is a uh, vice president over there of content. Adam, great to see you, man. How you doing? Hey, I'm good, Gil. Always good to see you and and parlay. And parlay. Listen, man, let, let's just start with that. We're going to get to what you think you do know or what you would bet that's still available. Do you have any hunch about one, two, and three at this point? I, I think I think it's what we all thought for a while, and now I think it's just you know Woj is confirming the news. I, I think it's so hard for people to accept what's typically going to happen. Everyone's always waiting on number one, and right now we knew Jabari Smith and the Magic were sort of a, a good match. I think I think Jeff mentioned on on your show the other day, Gil, that you know, the moment that he saw the magic were, were drafting first overall, it, it just seemed automatic that Jabari Smith was the guy because of their, their history. But I think once you dig in, you know, that the magic are going in that direction. I think it's hard to keep secret, but then once that's the case, we understand Sam Presti, then Chet Holmgren fits exactly the mold of what he's trying to build a guy that, you know, has tremendous potential for the future. If there's one guy you'd want to bet on for the next 10 years, but you know, might not be that productive in the first couple it's Chet Holmgren. So that makes perfect sense at two. And then Paolo Bencaro at three to the Rockets. It's everything they need in terms of front court scoring. You discussed it the other day in terms of creating his own shot. So I, I think it's it's what we thought it was going to be. You know, the Dennis Green quote about they are who they thought that we thought they were. It's exactly what's playing out here. Uh, and I really think it's just the media loves to do this every year. We we saw it back in 2003. I mean, with LeBron James going number one, all of a sudden there was buildup of, oh, well, maybe it's Darko. Maybe it's Carmelo. Everyone loves to do that because you want intrigue for the draft. And sometimes there just isn't any. So, yes, there's always the possibility of a trade. And obviously the Thunder will be looking heavy at a trade. Magic will, will entertain discussions. But I really think we're looking at that one, two, three of Smith, Holmgren, Boncaro. We shall see this evening. The NBA draft should be a fun watch. And for those of us who have tickets, a, a nerve-wracking one at the top for sure. What would you bet here beyond that? Like, what are you? What are the, your favorite bets on the board that uh, are still up? Well, I think Keegan Murray going number going number four to me um, is something that I'd certainly take a look at. And for the reason that's as simple as, the Kings have not expressed interest in Jaden Ivey, which is absolutely stunning to me on a number of levels. And you can say that it, they don't think he'd fit alongside Fox, what have you. But I, first of all, seems like a, a perfect fit to me. But in, in addition to that, 
Um, Jaden Ivey, I think this draft, I said it before, I think it's, it consists of four tier one guys. Um, we already mentioned the top three, but Jaden Ivey's in that group. And honestly, if I had the number one pick and, and I wasn't able to trade down, I would take a long, hard look at, at Jaden Ivey as being the number one pick. He's that good in my, in my estimation. I've seen, I saw him work out last summer. He's an absolute superstar. Kid loves the game. He's passionate. He's as explosive as anyone in this draft can really score. He'll be able to defend at the next level. And he loves playing the game and he's a leader too. So for all those reasons, I, I'd look at Jaden Ivey, certainly the best perimeter player in this draft. Uh, but the Kings haven't expressed interest in him. And so unless a team trades up into the top four, Jaden Ivey is not going for, not going in the top four. Yeah. And I also know that Ivey really wants to play with Cade Cunningham and, and go to the Pistons, which you don't hear a, a ton of either. So I think that everything really seems to me to shake out with Keegan Murray going four and Jaden Ivey going five. So to me, if, if you can find value there, um, you know, I think that's the way to go. And I, I don't think that I think the Kings are somewhat tipping their hand. Obviously, we could always be stunned. We could see Matherin slip in there, Shaden Sharp. But really, for me, I think that's where um, where I'm looking elsewhere. Keegan Murray right now, plus 150 to go number four uh, at DraftKings, where this is still up. Uh, and then for number five, Jaden Ivey is plus 225. If it plays out like you just described right there, that's available. Now, again, that doesn't have anything to do with teams if they're trades. You're out of luck in terms of, you know, what your handicapping is. But right now, number four pick, number five pick, those are the numbers. Uh, What else do you think a little further down the board here? Uh, well, just based on the information that, that, that I have, I think one of them that's interesting is, you know, I, I think AJ Griffin, I think ends up going in the, in the top 10, um, you know, I, I, interesting story about AJ Griffin. He really is, is proven to be a spectacular person off the court. And I think teams are finding that out as well. Um, Don McLean, who I always talk about, uh, you know, Pac-12's all-time leading score, 2608, the amount of points he scored at, at UCLA. Don is the top workout guy in the country in terms of pre-draft. He's had everybody, Donovan Mitchell, Carl Anthony Towns, um, Devin Booker. We, we've talked a lot about, about the guys he's worked out in the past. Um, he had something that never, never happened to him before that he told me about AJ Griffin. He said that AJ Griffin, when the six week period was complete, they finished workouts, all that kind of stuff. Very intense. Don drives those guys very hard and really gets results. It finishes up and AJ says to Don, Hey, can I get your address? And Don's like, what do you need my address for? And AJ said, well, I just want to really thank you for this. And I want to send you a gift. Wow. Don said he's been doing this nearly 20 years. He's never heard of anything like that. <laughs> and Don said something interesting. He said, listen, I'm not going to I'm not going to let you send me a gift, but I will tell every single team that asked me that you offered to do that. So they know he said he's a spectacular person. He's really proven to be more than just a catch and shoot guy. He's shown the ability to create his own shot off the dribble. Um, and he's he's a really good athlete. So Don thinks that A.J. Griffin, um, you know, from what we're hearing from teams, that, that, that he could end up in the top 10. So I, I like that value a lot. A.J. Griffin, two to one to go top 10 plus 200. Uh, out of Duke. Okay. I like these. These are good. All right. Um, any other thoughts a little, a, a, even later than that, perhaps? Uh, yeah. I, Walker Kessler, I think goes, um, you know, I, I think he goes inside the top 20. Um, you know, there's one point in this process that the guy could have actually worked his way to the lottery. But um, I think we see that, you know, Walker Kessler goes, goes in the top 20. Um, and then really it's a question, you know, as, as you start to look at, 
at, at fit and, uh, and and what you're starting to hear in a lot of teams. You know, a lot of times when you start to get to the teens, you, you realize that there's certain teams that really love a kid um, and you start to gain information. So one of the big ones I'm hearing right now is, you know, Mark Williams um, ending up at Duke. Uh, I mean, ending up at, with the Hornets. He's obviously a, a local kid there with, with Duke. Um, and so those I'm hearing about those bigs that, that that's where we could see um, a lot of teams are showing interest in Kessler and, and Mark Williams. I know that the Hornets are, are really interested in. So certainly that's uh, some more, I guess, yeah. intel that I'm gathering. Yeah. Walker Kessler, by the way, draft position under 24 and a half would be plus 120. And in terms of uh, who we were just talking about, A.J. Griffin, A.J. Griffin under 11 and a half plus 110. So all of these plus money bets. Uh, if they're mm-hmm. go your way, what was the last one you just said? Beyond Kessler, what was the? Last uh, I said one? Mark. I, I was saying Mark Williams from Duke. I think I'm hearing a lot that he's going to okay. to uh, end with the Hornets there. Okay. Um, so that's a lot. Uh, of... Obviously, two picks. So we'll see where which one that that ends up with top fifteen. Yeah, th- these are all great. We appreciate it, Adam. Like, and this, of course, we always say the NFL draft is the most inexact science there is. You could make a case the NBA is even more inexact. Again, um, you know. Uh, Floyd going before Curry, um, Jimmer Fredette going right before Clay Thompson, Draymond going in the second round. There are there are the core players of the Warriors who were just other teams thought other players were so were were better were better fits or better prospects, and uh, that's how inexact this is. That a dynasty occurred on the heels of people just picking the wrong players. So. We the drawing conclusions from whatever happens tonight is a fool's errand, but at least we can bet on it and try to make some money in the meantime. By the way, last thing, Adam, because we got to run. Warriors dynasty in our lifetime, just the Jordan Bulls and Magic's Lakers above that at this point. Yes, that's yes, where it falls. That's my answer. And by the way, and by the way, Gil, one thing on my way out: every NBA team had a chance to get Steph Curry. The T Wolves traded Mike Miller and Randy Foy. To move up ahead and could have taken Steph Curry. So, so not only were they positioned there, they traded ahead to not draft him as well. Adam, great to see you, man. Appreciate it. We'll have to have you on more. Always great to see you, Gil. Take care, Parlay. At Naismith Lives, Executive Vice President, 24-7 Sports. Coming back. This- At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. And stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Skill Alexander. Jeff Parlay here as well. Convalescing. Back from his ailment. Solid uh, segment from Stanko with at least four actionable picks right there that are still up. But again, the headline here this morning, I'll repeat it one more time. From when we talked about this on Monday, and <clears throat> when Paolo Bancaro was anywhere from between 9-1 to 1 to 12-1 to 1 Monday morning, and I talked about how I thought that was a great bet. Maybe we'll run it back one day. But from that time till now, what a trajectory in the odds for the number one pick of what, you know, a week ago was a drama-free NBA draft, betting-wise. But remember, the steam happened on Boncaro subsequent to that on Monday to the point where he went from 9-1 to 12-1 to all the way down to as low as plus 175-ish. Then it balanced out. Money came back in on Jabari Smith to go number one to the Orlando Magic. We assume they're going to still have the number one pick. You know what they say about assuming. And it settled in at about Jabari minus 350. And then last night happened. Steam all the way onto Boncaro again. And we said yesterday on the show, and we said we quoted Drew Dinsick, who's about to join us. We quoted him. We said, the next move's the real move. And Boncaro got all the way to a minus 190 favorite this morning at DraftKings. And then Woj with the Woj bomb. Once again, his team boards finalize the one, two, three of the draft is increasingly firm per sources. Jabari Smith to Orlando, Chet Holmgren to Oklahoma City, and Paolo Boncaro to Houston. And the power of one Woj bomb. It's not even a bomb. It's a Woj tweet. He's just confirming what the consensus was all this time, right? But the power of that moved it really aggressively back in favor of Jabari Smith to the point where you can't find it anywhere now. Number one pick market, that is. There might be a skin offshore that has it. But essentially, Jabari got all the way to about minus six to minus eight dollars again this morning. And I think it's now settled in. The last thing I saw was minus 350. 
whatever. That's the story. Does anybody know? Nobody knows. Maybe Drew Densick knows from the uh, Deep Dive and Bet the Edge podcast at Whale underscore Capper. Also someone who has Paulo Boncaro tickets. Drew, this is all so, this is all so fun to observe. But boy, I, were, I, sure, I sure do hope it's Boncaro in the end. Uh, what is your sense now? So the last, I was funny. It's like last night at around like seven o'clock ish. Um, we had, uh, I think this move generally, the, the last night's move originated at a, at an exchange, um, where you could get pretty decent liquidity on uh, Paolo at about plus two fifty, Um, and somebody came in and snapped us, snapped up about uh 10 K to win 25 K in like one swoop. And you knew that kind of something was cooking at that point. And then all of the legals just got, you know, the legal market just imploded from there on. Like the next hour was just incredible watching the market go. Um, those kind of moves, it was a professional move. This wasn't, you know, this is not like people passed around Twitter rumors kind of stuff. Um, and I think, you know, the fact that this morning I haven't gotten a single panic call, <laughs> people, everyone knows that I have a huge bank hero position. I haven't gotten a single call from a pro who's like trying to lay off anything because they bet into, uh, you know, bank hero at a bad number or anything like that. Um, so I think Woj might be wrong. And honestly, the doll at this point, I'm effectively free rolling Palo to go 1.01 with no skin in the game any other way. And it will be a huge financial windfall, which I will be very happy about. But this added layer of potentially being right and Woj being wrong is not <laughs> something that this isn't something I expected to yeah. sweat today. Yeah. That part um, is priceless. That's right. It is. <laughs> yes. I don't recall anything like this personally, um, but based on every possible back channel, every kind of way I can read this market, um, Woj is being lied to for reasons unbeknownst to me. And I will still contend that a rational person with zero information about this market cannot say sincerely that they know what order these top three teams are going to pick in, let alone what players are going to go in these three spots. Mm -hmm. So how in the world can you say that there is any kind of certainty I, I just, I cannot get there. No way, no how. And I will just say after the Woj tweet today, everyone's screenshotting FanDuel's minus 6,000 on Jabbar. Flush all of that. Anyone with that kind of social media nonsense, they don't know what they're talking about. FanDuel was writing a one-way market on Smith to go first. They, you could not, no one, forget about me, no person could bet $1 on Bancaro at the price they were offering when they had that market up. So they were literally just trying to write the most insane bets possible on Smith based on, you know, public steam, you know, from the Woj tweet to try to balance their books, presumably because they were FanDuel, frankly, was the slowest mover last night as the action was coming in pretty heavily. But I will also tell you, FanDuel was of the legal shops. They were the least inclined to write a bet during the entire process. Um, so, you know, I don't know that their market is even really giving you any information whatsoever. Um, and I think now it's just a waiting game to see, you know, how this plays out. If you want me to put my tinfoil hat on and tell you, well, why would Woj be being lied to? And he must have two sources on opposite sides of this. That's plausible to me. I mean, if Orlando is inclined to not take Smith, but they think OKC is very hot on him, then they should be pressing every button in their power 
to make the world think Smith is going first in the hopes that they can get at some of that war chest that Oklahoma City has, uh, you know, in terms of draft capital over the next five years. Like Oklahoma City is the target if Mm -hmm. you want to try to extract some draft capital. Um, And if they, for whatever reason, either because of Smith's camp or because of, you know, what they what they know from, you know, the information side of things that Oklahoma City covets Smith, then they're then them lying to Woj, even on the eve of the draft, makes complete and total sense to me. Similarly, I think, uh, you know, anyone connected to the Chet Holmgren camp is inclined to try to push Smith to go first because that keeps Holmgren in play for a top two draft spot. If Holmgren does not go top two, I think he is facing a potential slide. Uh, I think realistically, if you were to tell me that the, that the professional move last night was correct, Paolo is going first overall. I still cannot tell you if that means Orlando is taking him or if Orlando and Houston have some sort of handshake swap. Mm-hmm. If yep. it's a swap and Orlando moves into the three spot, check goes three. If it is not a swap and Orlando keeps Bancaro, then Houston probably takes Ivy three based on everything I know. Uh, I will say that like in general, of all of the players involved in all of this, the, you know, the Houston front office is dark. Oklahoma city front office has never leaked anything to the betting community. Uh, Orlando has done an exceptional job of sending misinformation. You talk to three people there, you get three consistent different stories. No one's changing their story and it's different who you talk to. Uh, and I think on the player side of things, um, you know, Holmgren's camp and Bankero's camp have been pretty quiet and Smith's camp has been very, very, um, open that he has not been, been promised even as late as, you know, 5 PM yesterday that Orlando was ever interested in taking him. They are, they, so I, I would say they are still skeptical as of this moment. Um, so I sit here right now and tell you that the uncertainty is still enormous. Any bet you can make right now, which is think is probably the ship has sailed. I'm sorry to tell you, anyone listening, like, I don't think you can really get a bet. You definitely can't get a bet of size uh, from this point into the, you know, the draft starting. Um, But I am fine going out on a limb and saying that, you know, Woj's certainty that was implied by his tweet this morning is not correct. Drew, if you had June 23rd as the date on the 365-day calendar where I probably have the most at stake to win between Ole Miss at 100-1 to 1, has to win today in college baseball and this Boncaro stuff, I yeah. mean, you probably would have hit it at plus a bajillion. June 23rd all of a sudden becomes a <laughs> massive day. Real quick, because we only have a minute left, and I appreciate your uh, your solid conviction on all that. Is there any other bet beyond number one right now that's relatively available that you can recommend? No, I think betting into uncertainty is your only hope at this point. If And uh, this is, again, just if the one, two, three, team selecting, players going is not well-defined by the market at this point, then anything down the board, uh, is a question mark. Um, I, you know, I mean, I have, I think you can still probably get Keegan Murray four to Sacramento and that's not a bad bet at a plus money price. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a bet on uncertainty for instance, is if you can find like a third overall Jaden Ivy, um, that basically that's like nine to one, 10 to one. That's crazy. It should be 10%. If Houston picks third, I think Ivy's very live. Um, but, 
yeah, the rest of the down the board, uh, all of that is going to be darts, uh, depending on what happens at the top. Drew, appreciate the uh, the, the passion and the strong conviction from, <laughs> from your lips to God, as my mom would say. I hope it all manifests because uh, I do too. Again, we did this separately, it came to the same thing. So this is uh, this is fabulous. Drew, enjoy. <laughs> good luck. I'm sure we'll be texting throughout. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, you as well. Best luck to everybody who's listening, who's riding along with us. Drew Dinsick at whale underscore capper from NBC Sports Bet the Edge. And, of course, the Deep Dive Podcast. Will Hill, our very own, joins us next. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on a numbers game right here at VSIN, the sports betting network. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay, producer number five and eight in tow as well. Um, again, just to give context to that first half hour of, uh, of radio, this is just a tweet uh, this morning from Teasers and Parlays. By the way, Jeff, he's using your name. Teasers and Parlays said, I went to bed with Smith, the minus 385 favorite on DraftKings as the number one. Woke up Paolo minus 200 as the number one. And then the Woj tweet that we've mentioned a couple times already happens. And then it swings all the way back and even more aggressively towards Smith to the point where it's off the board pretty much everywhere Though we did again as drew reference there is i think a uh one stray uh, in indiana where jabari was minus six thousand um last scene that was the last i don't know if it's up anymore people in indiana will have to tell me but anyway that's that's what this has done and very strong words from drew from that last segment he thinks there's a fairly good chance Woj is wrong wrong we bring in the host of the new york city cast Ladies and gentlemen, our own Will Hill. How you doing, Will? Um, not as good after hearing that. I, I'm pretty locked in here on Jabari. I was recording my show. I heard the open uh, of yours. Wow, he thinks Woj is wrong. I, I'm seeing one offshore where Jabari's minus 475, so maybe people are listening. But that's uh, w- what was his reasoning? Oh, well, I'm not going to go through it again, but he went through a whole dissertation of it. But it's it, it's just a fascinating case study of betting, right? Is Is the media who have never broken from the fact that they are Jabari's number one, right? Jabari's number one, Holmgren's number two, um, and and Boncaro's number three. That whole thing, they've never broken from that. Are they, have they been right the whole time, or have they been lied to the whole time? You know, because it is lying season. So it'll be, it'll be, and there's no serious better who has flinched at all on making the Boncaro bets. So, again... For those of us who got a different uh, different numbers, it's a, it's a big day. Let's put it that way. I want to ask yeah, you. Yeah, it sure is. I wonder what drove it because it was like midnight, one o'clock Eastern in the morning last night when that number mo- moved, and I had people texting me, messaging me like, "Hey, I from three different sources that Boncaro is going to Orlando. Well, we went through going to be we a just, Woj bomb in the morning. We just went through a last segment. It's from Offshore Betting Exchange. That's where it emanated. That that move last night started. So it's. It's just again, it's a, just a fascinating moment in time case study of a of a bet, and it'll it all play out today, which is uh, not something again a week ago that it was even we were even thinking about, right? It was a drama free NBA draft. For goodness sakes, here in Las Vegas, let me just say this one more time: literally one shop, William Hill had one market, the number one pick in the draft. The Westgate put it out for a minute this week, number one pick in the draft didn't exist anywhere else. So like the, and and then there are other jurisdictions that didn't have it at all too. So this is this is hardly the NFL draft. So it's it's just a fascinating little thing in time. I wanted to ask you, Will, about what we saw in baseball last night specifically, and yeah. where and where you come down on this, because last night Shohei did his thing, uh, and he did his thing again, again. It, it, 
eight innings pitched for the Los Angeles Angels, no earned runs, two hits allowed, a career-high 13 Ks against one walk. Now, this is from uh, Sarah Langs, Slangs on Sports, S. Langs on Sports. Uh, this is while the game was going on. She said, Shohei Otani, 8 RBI yesterday. Remember, he had the two-homer 8 RBI game the previous game. 10 strikeouts today. This is when he had 10 strikeouts mid-game yesterday. He's the first player since RBIs became official in 1920 with an 8-plus eight, with an eight RBI and 10-plus strikeouts uh, game in consecutive games in either order. Only one other player has even tallied each of those in a game in a career. And that was Tony Kloninger in 1966. Now, that was mid-game. Here's ESPN stats and information. Do we have that one, Jeffrey? This is when all was said and done. They advance what Sarah Langs had to say. Shohei Otani, the first MLB player with both an 8-RBI game and a 13-strikeout game in a career. He's done it in the last two nights. For goodness sakes, we even have Super 70 Sports. You know how funny that account is. Super 70 Sports, which never never really gets serious. But uh, but this morning basically said, let's pause and remember what Shohei Otani is doing is completely insane. Went eight innings again, giving up just two hits, no earned runs, 13 Ks, one walk last night, while the Angels were like, nah, we don't need a DH. We'll bat him second since he had 46 homers and 100 at RBI last year. You never thought you'd see this in your lifetime. And then finally, our own Paul Spore. Well, not our own Paul Spore, but Paul Spore, who's been on this show uh, too many times to count and on the network uh, from Fangraphs. Paul Spore, there just isn't anyone better in baseball than Otani. It's not even a debate. Where do you stand on this, Will? It's going to be interesting. Uh, I mean, my own opinions, I think just from a, a handicapping the MVP race, I don't even know if our opinions matter. It's like our, our voters going to be not sick of this, but I, I guess, you know, like people in the it's a hard to win the Heisman two years in a row. Like Lamar Jackson, 2016 has a great year. 2017 does the same thing. He's not even a candidate. Is there going to be a little bit of that with Otani? Um, his team's not in contention. Remember last year, obviously Guerrero had great stats and didn't get one first place vote, but Guerrero's team finished in fourth place. So that kind of canceled out the fact the angels weren't in contention. I think the fact the angels aren't in contention judges team is running away with it. I still think judge has a leg up just handicapping the voters, but it's hard to ignore what Otani's doing. I, I thought there was some some real regression, you know, uh, up until this last couple of weeks where he wasn't pitching as well, wasn't hitting as well. But hey, you're going to have 13 strikeouts, and you're going to have eight RBIs in these games. It's really hard to ignore. So I, I haven't seen the updated market, but uh, it's looking like a two-person race again. We got, like you say, a, a lot of runway left. But to me, it's probably going to be a two-person race. I still slightly favor Judge, but uh, this has just been incredible what Otani's done. You can still get Otani at. Around four to one consensus. Always shop around. Maybe you can get him a little, you know, even a little better than that. Four to one is essentially where he was pre-flop this season. Yeah. So you can get him at the same price, if not better. He's twenty-two to one by the win, uh, by the way, to win the AL Cy Young, which is also now an interesting subject as well because his ERA now is sub three, and so that's becoming a, a fascinating thing. Maybe you get ahead of that. I guess what I'm saying is, I, I just find this debate. Super fascinating. I know we've gotten here before, but it's everything you said, right? We, we stress that on this show a lot. These are human beings voting for awards and human beings, right? Like they could make, you could bet, you know, there were so many years where we said, oh, well, you could just have LeBron James, the MVP every year and call it a day. What, you know, they got sick of doing that, right? So he, he, he only has three of them. Are we legitimately saying though, that one year of this historic player, who is doing things that no one, we forget no one has ever done. We couldn't fathom that it could be done, right? 
uh, are we legitimately saying that one year is now tiresome? Like you can't give it to him twice in a row. I just think it's great because if because if if Judge ends up with forty five homers, and Otani hits thirty, and does all the other stuff, really Otani's not the MVP. It'll be fascinating because the Yankees are probably going to win what 108, 110 games, something like that. If Otani's team's not in the mix, that's going to factor into some people's voting. I'm not saying it would factor into mine, but I do get the sense, like you said, are people really sick and t- are people really tired of it? I think so. Just judging by people on Twitter, you get messages all the time. You know, his team's not in the mix. He strikes out this many times. He's batting average. You guys spend way too much time covering him. So there is, I'm surprised by it, but there is a little bit of a, a pushback on Otani. So yeah. it is, uh, it's going to be fascinating. Yeah. That pushback is increasingly laughable to me. Let me just put it that way. Um, it's all it, it's all interesting to me because my my response is always, I'm sorry, what was uh, Vladimir Guerrero's ERA last year? What is Aaron Judge's ERA this year? I'm curious. Um, what do you have in baseball today? What did you bet? I did bet the Yankees. It's uh, it'll be fun because the Astros going to Yankee Stadium. Remember, all this stuff with the cheating went right before the pandemic, so they didn't play in Yankee Stadium. They didn't play the Yankees at all that year with no fans. And then last year they go into Yankee Stadium, but it was May. It was limited fans. That uh, that'll be a buzzsaw. Yankees don't sell it like they used to, but we don't talk about home field advantage very much in baseball, and probably rightfully so. That will be uh, an interesting atmosphere tonight, Yankee Stadium, and I like the matchup with Tyone, who's you know really underrated. People talk about Cortez. Cole always gets a lot of conversation. Um, Tyone's really throwing the ball well for the Yankees. So Yanks at home, small favorite, is one of my bets. And I did play the under first five. It's Kershaw against Hunter Green. Sort of a a fun matchup, old versus young. Uh, with, with the uh, the Reds and the Dodgers, I played under the first five. I believe that's four and a half. You are the host of the New York City Cast, where all yes. podcasts are distributed. Yes, he says very quickly. What this must be awesome. I mean, you said it from the Giants, Jets to Yankees, Mets. Like, what a turn of events for you. Where, where do you put a Subway Series possibility? Like, what what odds would you give me on that? Oh boy. It's a good question. It's still the Mets might not win the division. That would put another, I mean, they're favored to win the division, but you know, that would be another round of playoffs. You have to go through Yankees still have to go through two Mets will have to go through two, maybe three. So I, I don't think I'll put it this way. It's not as likely as people think people think just because they're the two best teams that they're likely to play or somewhat likely to play in October. You still got to go through a lot of series. This is what I've been you know, wishing for. This is what I've been thinking about though. A Yankees Astros Mets Dodgers final four would just be so good for baseball. So much fun. Um, we'll get that and then we'll go from there. That's what I want. Yankees, Yankees, Astros, Mets, Mets and, Dodgers. And, and Dodgers, you said? Hmm. I could think of yes. another, I could think of another team that I think would be more <laughs> awesome than that. Um, don't don't look in your rear view, Dodgers. Don't look. There's somebody coming. Although last night the Giants just completely gacked a game Ooh, against the Braves. One. Brutal. Uh okay, so those are your two plays for the day. Um, and what is your biggest future that you're holding on to? Like what, what excites you the most of all the tickets you have awards or I I got in on the Mets, like 20 to one to win the whole thing. Like that Thanksgiving weekend when they were sort of flirting with Scherzer. So I got, I do have the Mets 20 to one to win it all. All right. We'll hang out. I want to talk to you about other things beyond baseball, hockey among them, uh, thoughts on that. Any football preliminary thoughts as well. Will Hill joins us at not the Will Hill right here on a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Turn a loss into a win with the king of sports books. Place a one game parlay wager with at least four legs on any major league baseball game. And if all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of the offer all season long. Just opt into the one game parlay insurance promotion, then place a one game parlay wager with four legs or more on any major league baseball game. If you miss only one leg on your wager, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada, New York, or Washington, D.C. It's Gil Alexander. I uh, want to take a moment here. This has nothing to do with sports betting, but uh, obviously uh, in the news, um, just seems like there's a, a bunch of news of football players, or, uh, both current and past, passing away yesterday. Jalen Ferguson, Baltimore Ravens, 26 years of age, passes away. 
Um, Caleb Swanigan from Purdue, by the way, basketball player the day before. Uh, Tony Siragusa yesterday at the age of 55 passing away. Um, and um, we just want to acknowledge all those folks and, and send our best to, to all uh, family members and friends of those, of those uh, families. But I, I, you know, I, I want to pay tribute just briefly to Brig Owens, Brig Owens, who passed away at the age of 79 years old yesterday. Um, Brig will not get as much publicity, perhaps, as Siragusa. Siragusa is closer in history. Uh, but Brig Owens comes from an era that I think sort of gets lost in history. Uh, he was a, he is one of the 80 greatest Washington football teamers. He is in the ring of honor, uh, second all time on their interceptions list behind only the great Daryl Green. Perhaps his most famous game highlight was scoring two touchdowns in what still remains as the NFL's highest scoring game to date, a game between Washington and the Giants in 1966. But uh, he was so much more than a football player. Uh, in high school from Fullerton, California, he was a quarterback. He, Brig, was African-American. And um, in those days, the only college that would let him play quarterback was the University of Cincinnati, which he did uh, to a standout degree. But just to give you an, a sense, uh, he used to tell a story. And the reason that I say he used to tell a story is this is personal for me. Brig was my father-in-law for nine years. Um, Brigham Young University recruited him sight unseen just off the fact that his name was Brig, figured he was named after Brigham Young. Upon seeing him on campus, they sort of said, hey, uh, you can't play here sort of thing. That happened all the time, uh, not just to single out that, but just to tell the one tale. Um, but anyway, he went on to be drafted by the Dallas Cowboys in 1966. He was traded to Washington, which he always said was the most meaningful thing that ever happened in his professional career. Vince Lombardi, who had been the legendary Packers coach, was Washington's coach at that time, made him a captain. Uh, and he went on to just have a standout career. But more than, again, his accomplishments on the field, again, there's so much else that gets lost from that era. Brig and Jerry Smith of the Washington football team were the first interracial roommates in the history of the National Football League, as you'll see in stories upon Briggs passing today. What many of them won't mention also is that Jerry uh, was a gay athlete who played professional football at a standout level uh, for Washington, one of the great tight ends of all time, and that Brig kept that secret for so many years. The two of them had a bond where they would have each other's back based on all the bigotry that each received through their playing careers. Uh, Brig did so much off the field again, champion youth development program called Super Leaders. And anyway, I just wanted to pay tribute not only to someone who was in my life that uh, I am better for having had in my life, but also a player from a different era that is not going to get nearly the publicity uh, that others are getting today. Not that there's a hierarchy of, of passing away and, and death, but I did want to give tribute to the pioneers of the game who often get forgotten today. So Brig Owens passing away at the age of 79, allow that to be my tribute today. Back to Will Hill here from the New York City cast. Will, uh, hockey last night, no artful way to transition from that, but the Colorado Avalanche get it done. Second overtime victory in this series take a three-to-one lead in the best-of-seven Stanley Cup Finals, and the proverbial backs, again, backs against the wall now for the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are going for the three-peat, but now have to win three in a row after that avalanche three-to-two win last night. You think this is over? I do, and uh, sorry for your loss. That was, uh, that was really well said by you. Um, 
Thank you. Yeah. Look, if you're the lightning, you can't lose two overtime games in a series. Uh, that was fun last night. It's been, you know, they, they have the heart of a champion to use the cliche, you know, the way they fought back against the Rangers, even game one to be down three, one and to tie it three, three, go to overtime. Uh, I had the avalanche last night. I really thought I was in trouble. They, you know, they had a couple breakaways. They hit the post. It looked like it was just, it wasn't going to end well when you blow those opportunities like Colorado did, but, uh, but they win. Uh, and I do think it's over shout out to Andy McNeil, because I think he said right before the playoffs, McCarr 13, 14 to one yeah. to win the constant. He's got a 13 to uh, one on him. Yep. Yeah. And there's a minus, there's a big minus. I don't know. Minus 400, something like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do think the avalanche wrap it up tomorrow. The trophy will be in the, in the building. I have a hard time seeing the lightning get off the mat here and enforcing a game seven. So uh, I think Colorado probably wraps it up to, uh, tomorrow. I know we are well before football season, but one of the joys of having you on is that you always surprise me with football bets you make in the dead of summer. You've added some. I did. I took the Patriots plus three. I just look at that. They play Miami week one. It's in Miami, but I mean, what are we giving for home field? I know the narrative that they've, the Pats have struggled against Miami, which I don't know that it's narrative. There's some truth to that, but last year they lose 1917 to Miami completely outgained them in week one. They fumble inside the 10, they lose that game. And then they played, you know, they bookended it. They played the first week and they played the last week, the last week, the Pats didn't need the game. They were already locked into the playoffs. Couldn't win the division unless the bills got upset by the jets. Miami wins that game. Um, I don't buy this idea that Miami owns them and if we're making home field, what one and three quarters, something like that too, you're saying Miami's better than the Pats. I know the Pats haven't done a lot in this, po- this off season, but I just, I, if you're giving me three with Mac Jones and Belichick against that group, um, I think that's a good bet. I don't think it should be three. So that's just a, sort of a numbers grab with the Patriots plus three. I think that'll close, uh, close closer to maybe two or so. And I did, how about a summer teaser? I teased the Vikings <laughs> and it. the Cowboys Vikings play the Packers. <laughs> yeah. Both of them are plus one and a half. You keep, you tease up through the key number of the three and the seven up to seven and a half Cowboys, uh, same matchup as week one last year where they play the bucks week one this year it's in Dallas. So, uh, you get Cowboys plus seven and a half and the Vikings plus seven and a half against the, the Packers and the Cowboys respectively. I mean, we, we were sort of joking on primetime when, the, when those nines came out that the Vikings were the obvious teaser leg of week one, yeah. right? For sure. So you've paired, them, you've paired them with the Cowboys. So just for everybody, how many bets do you have already for week one now in the NFL? Not many. I took the Panthers. I took the Patriots. I took that teaser. I yeah. think that's it. It's, okay. not, it's not that crazy. I think they're good numbers, though. Okay. I, I'd be curious. I think week one's a good uh, – that first game's a good teaser piece. If you can get either team plus one, the Bills and the Rams, that's, just, that's gone back and forth between Pickham uh, and one. I don't know where it sits now. I'd like the seven and a half, obviously, but that's a, that's a pretty good teaser. Like That should be a fun game. We're not that far away. We're at the end of June here, another yeah. month to the Hall of Fame game, six weeks, so it's, uh, it's coming probably quicker than you might think. I respect your game, Will Hill. Some of us bet college baseball and number one pick in the NBA draft. What's to make your bets less valid than mine? My goodness. Good for you. It's all Ole Miss. What's going on with them? They have to win today to survive yeah. and they get in the championship? Dude, oh, yesterday was rough because I lost my safety school, right, Texas A&M, which I had at 40-1, to 1, which I always liked having flanked just in case something happened to Ole Miss. Ole Miss lost their first game, not just in the college, World Series, but in the entire postseason yesterday, they lost three to two, had a shot at winning it in the ninth um, against Arkansas, and it was just just a brutal, brutal uh, finish there. So it's a winner-take-all game today to meet Oklahoma in the best-of-three College World Series finals. So if, if Ole Miss loses today, they're donezo. Like literally in 24 hours after having not lost a single game. But if they win... Have you hedged it all? I haven't done a thing. Done the thing. Wow. Yeah. 
these games are fun. I wish, I don't know They're if awesome. it could be promoted better. These games are a lot of fun. I don't know. It'd be good for baseball too, major league baseball, because you start to learn some of these kids, the stars of tomorrow. I, I always thought there was more meat on the bone with this college baseball because these games are a lot of fun. They're on during the day. There's a lot of offense. There's a lot of excitement. Uh, I really enjoy these games. Everything about it, the celebrations that the kids have on yeah. every team. It's so great. Uh, I enjoy it so much more than your standard Wednesday major league baseball in the dead of summer. We only have a minute left. Last football question. Have you, besides you, you did the Carolina Cleveland thing week one, but that was more of a numbers grab. Have you done anything else in terms of season long Cleveland Browns related bets based on the, you know, always transpiring news or the always uh, sort of evolving news in the Deshaun Watson matter, if I may call it. Yeah. That. And I think I've given it out Ravens plus 200 plus 210. I don't know if that number is still there. It's about where it should be. It's about in that area. Still uh, Ravens two to one to win that division. And then I back, backed it up with Bengals to make the playoffs. Yes. Round even money figure. I can't lose both of them. I don't think Pittsburgh's a factor. And if you're not getting anything out of Watson, I don't think the Browns are a factor. So you could scoop, you could hit them both. You could have the Ravens win the division and the Bengals get a wild card. Worst comes to worst. I think the Bengals win the division and you split, you split them and, and you don't lose anything. So Ravens, plus 200 what's we'll called to win the division and bangles yes to make the playoffs i like both of those can't argue with either of those will always a pleasure man the new york city cast how many episodes a week man four a week four a week oh four a week. my god you're the man thank you will appreciate it all right see you guys appreciate it will hill love having will on the show on thursdays bill krakenberger thursday staple unscripted next numbers game visa at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.